Hello, and welcome to I Love It, Don't You? A podcast about friends sharing with friends whether they like it or not. I'm Kim. I'm Janelle. And this week, Elizabeth has ran away to New York, which I'm completely jealous of. So this week in the studio, we have with us our friend Rebecca, who's going to be a guest. And Rebecca chose what we're watching this week and is going to tell us about it. So Rebecca, how you doing? Bonsoir. <laughs> I love it, don't you, podcasters. It's a little surreal to be a guest today because I've listened to the podcast from the very first episode. I'm pretty nervous, but like the main character of the recommended show today, I'm okay with it being awkward between us. <laughs> uh, with that, the show that I have chosen for today is Mr. Robot. It's from the USA Network, and it's available on Amazon Prime and the USA Network app and uh, website. So. Um, the show is currently in its second season. I'm anxiously awaiting the season finale, which is set to air next Wednesday. Like the 90% of Rotten Tomatoes voters who like the show, I will say I was linked in from the very first episode. I think partly because I'm in library school and have a deep interest in how information is disseminated, controlled, and perceived, and because I think hacking is a wildly curious phenomenon. I often imagine that I completely understand the coding and computer technologies throughout the show, and I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> um, so the show, which is based in New York City, centers around Elliot Alderson, um, played by Rami Malek, uh, a 20-something computer programmer whose father died of leukemia, allegedly due to radiation at his workplace, uh, which is the conglomerate E-Corp. The plot lines are enhanced with voiceovers provided by Elliot, and very early on, viewers are really introduced to Mr. Robot, who follows and recruits Elliot to join his anarchist team of hackers, F Society. The show's dark and suspenseful and mysterious and exciting causes me, at least, to really question my morals and judgment of vigilantism. It's at times really unsettling and awkward and incredibly endearing. Storylines among characters are deeply linked. I'm definitely just, spoiler alert, going to use a lot of um, computer puns, so <laughs> be ready. I often feel exposed in the show, which I think is really an undercurrent of, of what they're trying to do throughout the episodes. Um, it exploits our deepest desires and thoughts and actions, and it calls into questions no notions of trust and friendship and how power can decimate it all. So, Janelle, what are your first thoughts? Well, first off, it, Kim and I, neither one of us have actually seen this, right. just to, to be sure. And we watched the first five episodes at least. I wanted to watch more, but I did not get to today. I started a little bit later than normal. I love this show. This is, like, right up my alley. And I'd kind of been wanting to check it out. I had zero idea what it was about. I knew everybody was talking about it, like, all over YouTube and Facebook and stuff. I don't know. I think it is an insanely clever show. It kind of reminds me of House of Cards, which I have not watched, yes. but I have seen a lot of, like, yes. clips from. Because the entire time Elliot is talking to us mm -hmm. but saying that we're not real and I'm like <laughs> okay I'm just a hallucination like <laughs> yeah, and that because, makes so much sense for right? my life I'm oh, sorry <laughs> we don't exist Ooh. he just has a great imagination oh, for torturing twist. us <laughs> plot twist in my own life <laughs> I think one of the things that really got me about this show is that since we are imagined in the fact that he has, you know, depression and he's been abused and all this kind of stuff and he abuses morphine, he's kind of the epitome of the unreliable narrator. Mm -hmm. So throughout mm -hmm. the entire series, I've been like expecting 
the hacker group to not exist at all or, mm-hmm. you know, something right. like that. It sucked me in immediately. <laughs> I like the show, but it's very intense. And I, I have a hard time, like, staying involved with shows like that because I just need I need laughter. <laughs> I need sarcasm. <laughs> I, I need these things in yeah. my life, in my shows. So I really, really like the story. I feel like I just want to go, like, read everything that happened in the story. I had watched a couple episodes with my brother, and then I realized I'd seen a lot more than I had realized, because I think I'd gotten, like, three and a half episodes in. I thought I'd only gotten, like, two in. And I was like, wait, all of this is very familiar. But I did find I picked up more on it, and I did enjoy it better the second time as I watched it, Mm -hmm. because I was picking up more on it. So what do you guys think? One of the things that I was thinking a lot about was how... Mr. Robot feels less like an activist and more like a cult leader. That's interesting. I'd seen a little bit about like how cult leaders indoctrinate people and stuff like that. And a lot of it goes with taking somebody that's like unsteady already, Elliot, exploiting their weaknesses and then also building them up simultaneously, giving them something they need. And then after they've had a little bit of what they need, then you just tear them down anytime they make any mistake or want to leave or anything like that. And then you build them back up. And that's kind of exactly what Mr. Robot does, telling him that he's the key to the whole plan. And when Elliot starts going through withdrawals and everything, being there like a father figure and stuff, Mm -hmm. he's so manipulative. But I also can't figure out if he's legitimately cares about Elliot. What do you guys Mm -hmm. think? At one point in episode two, Mr. Robot says to Elliot, are you a one or are you a zero? And he's referring to the fact that he's calling Elliot's father a zero because Elliot's father didn't do anything to go after E-Corp for kind of putting him in these really bad situations where he got leukemia from the radiation and, you know, those environments. He's playing on that thing that Elliot holds nearest to him which is his relationship with his father that we're told was really the only solid thing that Elliot had the only relationship that he really had and so Mr. Robot just pulls at that thread you know trying Mm -hmm. to entice him to do these F society things I never really thought of it like he was a cult leader but now that you said that it makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. It's not presented as a cult at all. No, not at all. It's supposed to be like, hey, we're brotherhood, but it's like, clearly you have one leader. It's not presented as a cult, but I can definitely see the argument for that. I can't wait to see how that kind of evolves, though, just because Elliot is so on the fence all the time, just to see if it kind of follows the pattern. Where I'm getting the majority of my information, by the way, if anybody is interested, there was a video from the film theorists on YouTube that was like tracking, get ready for this, Fifty Shades of Grey (laughs) (laughs) and like how manipulative Dorian Gray is and how he's using classic cult brainwashing techniques to like get her to be his submissive and everything. Uh And it's kind of, it was weird watching this because I'm like, oh my gosh, Elliot, poor Elliot, you're the chick in Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you never thought of it like that, did you, Rebecca? No, no, I didn't. (laughs) And now you're not going to be able to unthink that. (laughs) I will not, you're right, Kim, I will not be able to unthink that. (laughs) You're welcome. But I guess it does speak to um, these manipulations that exist in society. It's it's why um, at one point Terrell says, give a man a gun and he'll rob a bank, but give a man a bank and he can rob the world. It's this 
undercurrent theme mm-hmm. that who has power can manipulate people into racking up hundreds of thousand dollars in student loan debt or you know working at jobs day after day that that are unfulfilling and for what purpose other than to satisfy the needs of of this one percent or that Elliot kind of perceives as as evil corp. And this was something I picked up the second time I was watching some of the episodes. I knew that like he thought of it as evil corp but then I just was like why when other people are saying it is it evil corp and then I realized it's because we're going through his viewpoint which I mean maybe I probably should have picked up the first time but I didn't. I'm a little slow sometimes. No Uh, it's it's difficult because when you even see it written out it says evil corp. Right and it's like wait I thought that was just in his mind but everybody's doing that but then you realize it's because we are seeing things through the lens of his mind so Mm -hmm. when he sees it he sees it as evil corp when he hears it he hears it as evil corp and that was just very interesting well and in my brain kind of like what i said earlier that immediately makes me think what else is he altering whether consciously or subconsciously Mm -hmm. because everything like anywhere that you even get a glimpse of it evil corp doesn't even have to be like fully in view mm-hmm. but it is listed as evil corp everywhere right. it's interesting too like kind of the dream sequences so mm-hmm. you never really know if this is actually happening or not because there's a number of times when he was detoxing that was a big one mm-hmm. but there are a couple other times i feel like where oh when he was talking to his therapist in his mind he has certain things he wants to tell her but that's not what he's saying at all it shows a lot of i think his empathy um for people that he really does care about people he really does and he really is driven by this need to um, create relationships or seek out relationships in the first episode you know he we're introduced to his vigilanteism because he says I'm doing this away from keyboard, which is A W or A F K, <laughs> which I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. But um, it, it's just it's he's trying to work on his social anxiety. He says, and so we're drawn into this, into him as a character because of his empathy and because of the way that he has these sort of dream sequences that. Um, show an alternate reality that he has, uh, one of the many. I see a lot of the things that he does are um, are ways to, to help people, but a lot of people kind of get hurt in the process. Do you guys have any thoughts of that? Or how do you feel about him being involved in F-Society and making that decision to do those things that are really terrorism? Right. He hasn't even consciously made a choice to. Like, he goes back and forth on it. Yeah. And part of him knows that this is wrong in some ways. But part of him feels that he wants to do something to change the world. He wants to be important to people. And this is a way that he can. And he does see that there's things wrong in society. And he does like to hack for good, if you can Mm -hmm. term that. But really, Mm -hmm. he's screwing with people. And it's really, yeah, it's it's really not. So the question is... Is it ever okay to hack and right. to do these things? Right. And I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in my very black and white viewpoint. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think... Here, here's my thing. I don't blame him for getting into association, whatever. I can't think of the phrase I'm wanting to use. But for joining F Society. Because, I mean, there was a very, very basic psychological principle at work there. Called the foot in the door technique that we always talk about where a manipulative person will use um, a small request 
to uh, then open somebody up to a, a bigger request and a bigger one and a bigger one and a bigger one. I think Elliot, even though he is very savvy in a lot of ways, he I think he's very much controlled by wanting to relate people and wanting to be a part of something like you guys have said and also just not being entirely sure about relationships like because he's not or even just normal social interactions so i mean it started off with a small curious request of leave me here or Mm -hmm. however it phrased it in the in the dat file and then it just graduates to bigger and bigger things and then so there's curiosity that's wound up in it and then there's also the wanting to be a part of a group because we never get the feeling that he's ever been a part of a group he's always had one-on-one relationships with people right um and most of those haven't even worked out so it makes sense to me that he would join that but the irony of all of this is he would have probably made better change in the world if he had stuck to what he was doing already Mm-hmm. Not that hacking is right. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that, because it got the job done with the guy that was running the porn site, the mm-hmm. the illegal child mm-hmm. porn site in the right. beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like, how much good did he do right there? Like he did a lot of good, but it's still illegal. Oh yeah, it's totally illegal. <laughs> I'm not so. saying it's not illegal. The thing is though, like he still could have made change and he even could have kind of become a white hat hacker for like a bigger corporation or something like that except that he's not not about big corporations (laughs) so i don't really know it's like i i totally see in his head he was doing good which and again i feel like the way that they use the manipulative techniques and whatever like he never consciously made Mm -hmm. the decision of i'm going to join the you know it was more i'm gonna do this step because for whatever reason, I I can't bring myself to delete this file. So it was baby steps, and then he found himself in the midst of this. Right. One of the things that I really enjoy about this is that F Society is not just a group of, like, bat-crap crazy people other than Mr. Robot. Everybody else, you get a sense of maybe what their pasts are. Like, they don't come out and say it immediately, but you start to see that they are human, Um, especially with, I can't think of his name, but the guy that starts giving um, Elliot, like, tonics to help him with his detoxing and stuff, it's like, <laughs> he presents himself as this really grouchy, angry person who just doesn't care, but he really does, and, like, he knows things, and he talks about his past, and it's like, okay, this guy is an actual, like, he's a person. He's not some guy that is just, you know, out for himself or anything like that. It, you get the feeling that all these people have been wronged in some way, mm-hmm. and that's why they're in F Society, not just to F Society for no reason, you know? Yeah, and we understand F Society to include Elliot, Mr. Robot, Romero, Mobley, and Darlene, mm-hmm. right? Which, mm-hmm. Darlene is probably my favorite. She's very intriguing to me. Interesting. Like, oh, there's I, another one, Trenton. And Trenton, yes. I don't know why. Like, you don't know a whole lot, but just the way, like, she just shows up at his apartment and is just like makes herself at home like she just intrigues me a lot in the first five episodes Mm -hmm. and probably is my favorite right at the moment really Mm -hmm. i don't know how i feel about darlene i want to know why she is so adamant about the group right that's my thing but i'm more like her kind of foil i also really like i love shayla (laughs) yeah i love shayla so much because as bad as it is, I love it that she's not just like, oh, I'm a drug dealer because that was all I could do. She's like, it was a job. Now I got another one. And I like it. 
I like pairing ketchup. I like bagging to-go orders because it's like bagging Molly. I love it so much. <laughs> and I'm like, you go, Shayla. <laughs> You're awesome. Not that I condone drug usage or giving people ecstasy so they can forget about their problems for a minute, but Shayla is some kind of character. That's all I know to say about her. I really, Yeah, and I really do find her and Elliot's relationship interesting. The way yes. it's progressed in the fi- first five episodes and... And the way when Elliot decides he's going to be normal and he's going to, she's going to be his girlfriend and he just kind of decides that and expects her to be like, (laughs) okay, cool. Um, But then when she's like, you know, you don't know me. And so he's like, tell me. And then he kind of sees how broken and alone she feels. And there's just this deep connection he feels to her for that. And that just, I really, really liked their relationship then from kind of there just this connection that they have and also one of the saddest moments in the first five episodes is in the first episode when he talks about how do people deal with like the loneliness they feel and he's just in the corner sobbing Mm -hmm. like that moment Mm -hmm. is just so incredibly sad and Mm -hmm. you just want to make it better for him Mm -hmm. he says if if it weren't for cordy i'd be completely empty i love that name yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quirty is his fish. More than that, I love that Quirty is voiced by Keith David in the hallucination. <laughs> that he's just this big scary black guy. <laughs> oh. He's like, put me by a window. I also is it Flipper that he ends up in <laughs> in one of the times where he goes and like you know yes. tell, yeah, tells a person to make things right or whatever and he basically steals his dog yeah he threatens his therapist's boyfriend and is just like I need this too and like takes the dog <laughs> with him oh. <laughs> and I, I mean I get it because part. because the guy was not treating the dog right and stuff but it just it's also like you just stole the dude's dog <laughs> Well, let's face it. Elliot deserves the dog a whole lot more. Elliot needs companionship. That's true. He does. But again, in the black and white world, he still technically stole that dude's dog. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for Elliot here. This is probably a bad thing. (laughs) We're seeing a lot of the gray come out in Janelle in this episode. How about that character, Tyrell? He is... Interim CTO, Chief Technology Officer um, for E Corp, and uh, is introduced to us as um, someone who wants to, who who notices what Elliot can do as far as um, hacking, and I think he has some suspicions about what Elliot has done in the past and what it, what he's capable of. So Tyrell wants to bring Elliot into E Corp. We see a lot of different sides of Tyrell um, pretty quickly. From the CTO, power, achieving kind of guy, to um, paying a homeless man to then beat him up violently while wearing latex gloves. And then the situation with his wife. That's just all sorts of weird. Very back to the Fifty Shades of Grey. And uh, I just... Where do you think he's gonna go? Where do you, why why is he such a main character? Yeah. I do not even know. I can't figure him out at yeah. all. It will be very interesting to see what happens with him because from that very kind of first meeting where Elliot gave them the folder that had the old CTO that they framed or right. whatever. Yes, Tyrell saw him switch those folders. Mm-hmm. 
from that moment. And he already was kind of playing Elliot in right. a lot of ways. Yeah, mm. talking about Linux. Again. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he saw that and has kind of been watching him ever since. In the episode where they're up at whatever, Steel Mountain. Steel Mountain. Mm-hmm. He sits there and says, I know that you set him up. He's trying to manipulate Elliot in ways and is trying to get Elliot on his mm-hmm. his side and might have things against him that we don't know that mm-hmm. he has against evidence of different things that Elliot's been doing and kind mm-hmm. of hacking Elliot's hacking or whatever. Because then in one episode when Elliot so easily can hack into Tyrell's system right. and he realizes he wanted me to find this stuff. So, and then he destroys everything. But what did Tyrell already have on Elliot? Yeah. And I'm kind of just now thinking some of this through. Yes. Like, you know, it's no, like, wait, right, wait, Kim. yes. Yeah. Uh, because he does. And, and one of the things that Elliot also exposes while they're at Steel Mountain is his, is Tyrell's hubris. Like, mm-hmm. you eat here, he says, right. of the group, caf, you know, the group cafeteria. And so Elliot makes him take him to the executive, executive lounge. lounge. Yeah. Right. So, Tyrell is probably my least favorite character. Yeah. Maybe. I, know. I mean, there's some pretty awful characters. There are. I'm oh. super curious about him, though. Exactly. Right. If there's a like, it's be out of curiosity. Right. Don't like him, but enjoy the time he's on screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're being so My safe. thing is, part of why, and I just realized this while you guys were talking, Part of why I think Tyrell is such a good mirror image of Elliot in some ways, of Elliot and Mr. Robot's relationship, because I find it very interesting that Tyrell is the uh, sexually dominant one with him and his wife, but she demands when when they're going to have sex. She seems like she is the one totally domineering his quest for power. Mm -hmm. She's using him to gain power, to gain status and things like that, which is very much like Mr. Robot using Elliot to gain power and status and to to bring down people and stuff like that. Yes, I'm curious as to where Tyrell's going to go in the series, but I'm more curious as to why his wife is going to take him to those places Mm -hmm. because I feel like she's probably the one that is commanding everything. Yeah, his relationship with his wife is just, it's very, very weird. And that whole dinner at the new, the potential right. new CTO's. Oh. And like, the Tyrell, the new CTO's wife in the bathroom scene is just <laughs> weird and creepy and all sorts of wrong. It is, but it kind of plays to what I was saying because it's like he seems to try and take every opportunity possible to be a dominant person because he can't be in his own home. I think it continues, too, to really connect the show with exposing, literally and figuratively, sometimes these dark desires of people. Just as you can expose a weakness in a network, in a system, you can also do it with people. And by exposing unsteadiness in the new CTO's relationship with his wife opens him up to take control just Mm -hmm. like you guys are talking about and and we see that exposing sort of thing throughout the series. Kim you mentioned Steel Mountain and it reminded me of when they're there and Elliot is being shown around the facility because it's part of their F 
societies kind of on a mission to mess with the climate system within E-Corp so that they can ruin these data tapes. And it's kind of part of their phase one of their plan. And so they're at Seal Mountain and this man, Bill, is showing Elliot around. Poor Bill. Poor Bill, because Bill's this everyday man that you might see, and he's really kind, and he's just nice. And Elliot, at one point, has to make some moves so that he can access what he needs in order to plant the thing that will destroy the Mm -hmm. data tape. So he says to Bill, when they get to this point, um, Mr. Robot is feeding Elliot some lines through, through an earpiece, and he says, we need to tear Bill down. Dig into him, Elliot. You of all people can do this, Elliot. You know how it feels when someone makes you small. You understand what happens when someone exposes the thing you fear most about yourself. And Bill is just silent. You know, you, you see him wither. I am not ashamed to admit that I cried during that scene. It was so, 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 so excruciating to watch. And, you know, it's another example of of Bill even being this perfect exploit. Again, the current theme throughout the show, just exploiting companies and financial ruin. I think it was in that episode where, maybe it was a different episode though, where the voiceover is Elliot talking about bugs and talking about kind of each person's individual bug. Yes. What you can use to kind of destroy them and and stuff. And like, it's just very interesting. And how, you know, like, everybody has something. Learning what that is and not letting other people discover what yours is. And then realizing when other people have discovered what yours is. It's kind of horrifying, too, to see that, you know, somebody like Bill, like, I totally relate to Bill. (laughs) I think we all do. I totally relate to Bill. Everybody, every day bends the rules in their job at least a a tiny smidgen bit even if it's like I stayed one minute over on break and I knew about it Bill kind of in some ways he took initiative to try and show this guy show Sam Sepio is the identity that Elliot Elliot. is is using (laughs) to sneak around the facility that could have been like a really good initiative to try and get him to invest in the company and all this good kind of stuff and it's like no this was a terrible terrible mistake like what have you done you have changed the world bill like you and your your sad loneliness trying to (laughs) trying to get a little bit of a position within your company you've you've changed the world good job but not for a good way it makes me really sad and like kind of horrified about what i could accidentally do (laughs) i get it that i work in a library it was also interesting how once he got passed off to the supervisor but it wasn't the person that they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so how then one of the other people sits there and is like, everybody basically has the same vulnerabilities in a lot of ways. Yeah. Humans are humans. We might not know the specifics, but we know humans. And therefore, you know, I can do a vague message and get them to right. respond. You know, just right. message this person sent from her husband saying it's what we feared. I'm at the hospital. Even if there's not something that you've discussed with your significant other or a family member or whatever, if you get that text from somebody, even if you ha- <laughs> don't have something that you've specifically talked about, you know, that's going to freak you out and you're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. I want to know your thoughts on Angela and Elliot's relationship, Rebecca. I'm so glad you're going here because... Oh, it's just the secret little thing that keeps me going in this show. <laughs> um, I love them. I do. Do you love them as friendship or as more? I want them to be more. I do. And, you know, at times Elliot seems so 
aware of Angela and what he might want with her. Um, you know, he doesn't like her current boyfriend and he hacks him <laughs> and, and he allows Angela to hug him. Um, Elliot doesn't like to be touched, and but he allows Angela to hug him. Angela then in, in one of the later episodes, maybe three or four, shows her own concern for Elliot and she cares about him and, and wants him to be safe, even maybe above her own sort of protective about herself and her relationship with her current boyfriend. So I don't know if it would be a good relationship for either of them, but maybe... I want it to be. I love their friendship. I don't know if I want it to go yeah. there or or if I'm just okay with the friendship. Actually, I kind of like the Shayla Elliot. Oh, yeah. Because they just both seem broken and kind of the same way. Yeah. But I do love their friendship and like when it came on the news about some of the stuff that had, had come out about the leukemia things or whatever. Yeah. Elliot just needed to get out of there and she wanted to be with Elliot because that is where their connection came from. That's where their friendship developed is them going through this horrible thing. So yeah, she wanted to be with Elliot then and and just, yeah, I really do like their friendship and I'm interested to see what develops. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that I ship them per se. I might later on. Right now I kind (laughs) of ship Shayla and Elliot. I only want them to be friends because here's my thing. I think that's the only thing that will work for Elliot because if they ever do get in a relationship and they break up that's going to be like the worst thing on the planet for Elliot. He needs a friend way more than he needs an actual partner Mm -hmm. in life. After he's coming down from being high and everything um, and he's in the hotel the first thing he's sad about is that all of his quote-unquote friends are gone like he's like everybody just left me like how much worse would it be if it was a romantic relationship you know and I get it that he was you know drugged and all this kind of stuff but still like it's being alone is the worst thing for him I don't want them to be (laughs) (laughs) I will say one thing though even though I don't I'm not really invested in Angela I do think it was really, really smart to not make her a straight-up good guy. Because I feel like a lot of other shows would have just been like, okay, she's the best friend, she's supposed to be a positive influence in his life, positive means great person, not ever making any major mistakes or anything like that. She's horribly manipulative when she wants to be. Mm -hmm. But you still don't see her as a bad person because it's in retaliation. Because her boyfriend is a jerk. Mm -hmm. Um, A horny, horny jerk. (laughs) And she also, like, pushes Elliot away sometimes when he was trying to cover for her in the meeting or whatever. And she was mad at him about that, about embarrassing her kind of or whatever. And and so she didn't talk to him for three weeks, a month, whatever they said it was. So we see that, too. She's not always the best friend. I mean, he's not always going to be the best friend either because he's Elliot and he has several problems. So we see that kind of in another way that her humanity shows through. Right. I did want to talk about the boyfriend getting blackmailed. He was he was blackmailed by the dark the dark, the dark army. army right yeah yeah I was trying to figure out if, like at first I'm like is that Elliot that's creepily watching all this stuff going on like I, and then I was like no that's not Elliot like what 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 is happening who is this person and they wanted him to go put stuff on all safe to what what was it doing it was to erase like her student debt and stuff wasn't it no like what it- the dark army wanted them to put on. All Safe's computer was something that was gonna, I don't know, it was gonna do something, but it wasn't just to get rid of debt. She was then worried because they obviously hacked and had her financial information. Right. 
So while while you're finding that, I'm finding. Angela's dad though, I love. Like we just yes. we just barely see him, but he was amazing. And then she discovers that they're still in debt from probably her mother from something that he at the very end of episode five, I think, is she finds all the bills that are way past overdue. Right. I think I know why you like her dad. Her dad is like a combination of your mom and dad. Like morphed into one. We don't see any of the sarcasm, but like that super uber friendliness and like, I'm going to make you French toast. Coming right up. I'm like, that's your parents, Kim. (laughs) Okay. That's not really what I thought of, but okay. It was what I thought of. I like your parents. Your parents are nice. I mean, I like my parents too. (laughs) Very much. Mom and dad, I love you. But that's not what I thought of when I was watching. I think it was just like mainly when she's telling him about Ollie and that he was cheating. And he's like, well, duh. (laughs) He's a douche. (laughs) (laughs) He was just like, that's expected. It is your parents. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the plot line with... E-Corp and the Dark Army and all this kind of, it does get kind of convoluted in the first few episodes, but so how it works is Ollie, who is Angela's boyfriend, also works at Allsafe with Angela and Elliot. Ollie's computer gets hacked by an unknown man kind of named Cisco, and he's, Cisco is shown to be an associate of the Chinese hacker group, the Dark Army. So that's how we're kind of introduced into the Dark Army. Then we really don't understand how the Dark Army is going to play into the rest of the things in the first five episodes. We just know that they are part of the whole thing. They kind of are adversaries, but also supporters of F Society and what F Society is trying to do against E Corp. That's kind of mm-hmm. what we know. What yeah. was on the CD? to put on all saves computer do we know that i don't know that (laughs) i i think it's just basically a bug so that they can look in on it and potentially destroy things okay because that's how it worked with with her computer was that it gave them access to it Mm -hmm. so i think it's so that they can get rid of whatever but i'll admit i got a little distracted in some of those parts like when there was conflict between Ollie and Angela, they I, I was I wasn't watching quite as closely because first of all, I really don't like Ollie. I feel like he does not fit at all. All uh, safe. I feel like he's not smart enough to be because I feel like a guy in his position would figure out after trying to use a CD like once or twice that there might not be something great about this. And then why would he ever use it on a secure work computer? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't do that. That's bad. You work for a cybersecurity company. Like, if you were just at some, like, little small-time place or something like that, maybe. But, like, you, you have protocols there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Ollie, but I don't think you're supposed to like Ollie. Oh, no, you're totally not supposed to like Ollie. Which I do like in the exchange where he's trying to talk to Elliot and, like, being like, things are awkward. I don't want things to be awkward between <laughs> us. And Elliot's like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Like, Ellie's just like, I'm, I'm good with being awkward with you, dude. Did you guys make anything out of Elliot's, like, drug hallucination? I got so lost in that, mainly because I was just amused that Keith David is voicing a beta fish. <laughs> and because I was like, oh god, did Elliot actually get shot? Or is this all part of the 
hallucination. Those hallucinations are very interesting to me. One reason of which is because there are always these really robust operatic overtures through. Mm -hmm. And I just, I can't, I don't, why? 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 Why is that happening? (laughs) Um, It's all very A Clockwork Orange to me. Mm -hmm. You know, is it meant to unsettle? Talking about you know, do you know what your monster is? And the key keeps showing up in it. I'm trying to figure out what all of that means. I guess you could think, do you know what your monster is? Is like, do you know what your weakness is? Do you know what your bug is? But I still haven't figured out the key unless the key is the monster. Like, understanding it is what's going to help him to, you know, rise above the situations he finds himself in and maybe still, you know, overthrow Evil Corp, but not maybe through F Society or to still be separate from F Society. I don't know. I feel like I need to watch that whole like five minute sequence (laughs) over after like every episode and see if I figure it out more because I have no idea. What do you guys think? I know from from watching subsequent episodes that the key theme continues. Okay. Dun dun dun. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah the dreams are just too whatever. I'm like "Mm." some of them like shows his biggest insecurities like being left alone Mm -hmm. and also kind of his desires kind of wanting Angela not sure if he wants Angela in some ways but yeah I don't know I was just kind of happy when the dream sequence is over to be honest (laughs) what I found really interesting was that Elliot acts a whole lot more quote-unquote normal in his dreams he interacts with people he talks a lot faster he looks a lot brighter and happier he doesn't kind of have the monotone that he normally does i don't know it seems interesting that in his head he's normal like he has a concept of what is normality Mm -hmm. you know and that he can be that it just doesn't work once it actually you know leaves his head a lot of our versions of ourselves in our heads are a little bit different than what they actually are in the real world so i can see where in his mind like he wants to be normal he understands what normal is so in his mind he is but that's not how he is it's like it ties back you actually see it in real life happening when he's at steel mountain he's like i can't do it like that was that wasn't normal that was that was awkward that was too awkward i i I blew it we gotta go now like let's Mm -hmm. leave I don't know. It's just kind of fascinating to me that he knows what's normal, but it's like he can't reach it. Right. I think I literally just said the same thing you did, but it's <laughs> it's like it's just out of reach and mm-hmm. it kills me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's false highs and true lows. Janelle, you mentioned the monotone, mm-hmm. which to me is a very interesting choice because the voiceover is very monotone. Mm-hmm. So it makes this the show very slow in a way because it's coming through his voiceovers and mm-hmm. so it's just really it was a gutsy move i think to have well, your main voiceover be monotone have you heard rami talk he is fairly monotone <laughs> <laughs> like it's it, he has a more inflection uh-huh. but like he has that very deep he's not putting on a voice he has a very deep kind of down yeah. here it's a little bit raspy all the time when he talks he talks a lot slower and with a little bit less inflection when he's mm-hmm. narrating He's adorable, though. I love him. (laughs) It's so funny. Where do you see Elliot going? I think he's going to continue in F Society, which I don't know. That may be fairly obvious, but I think it's it's what 
I feel like this is going to be one of those shows where things just continue kind of circling mm-hmm. down the drain a little bit. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, wait, we have a ray of sunshine. Wait, no, everything is hell again. And yet I still want to watch. Like, there's some of those shows where things get, just get so dark and so convoluted, like they're forcing the darkness. I don't feel like they're going to be like that with this show. I feel like it's really realistic in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So... Ugh. Is it? Is it realistic? You just broke Rebecca's heart. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it is, unfortunately. For some people, I think this is reality. They can't break out of their heads. They can't take society how it is. Not that anybody should take society how it is, but they can't stand it so bad that they can't be a light. They have to go down in the dark to Mm. change society. I, I think it's very realistic. Kim, where do you see Elliot going? I really don't know. I feel like he'll keep going in F society. He might want to stop, but with all his awkwardness and wanting to feel a part of something, like, he doesn't know how to walk away. And he also feels like he can't really walk away because he's already been a part of this, so he's already Mm -hmm. involved in it. So I definitely think he'll keep going with F society. I'm interested how him and Tyrell will keep mixing. Mm -hmm. I just had a thought. I would not be surprised... Hush yourself. <laughs> I would not be surprised if something happens and Mr. Robot gets, like, sent to jail or something like that. And then Elliot becomes the new Mr. Robot and tries to change F society from the inside, but does not succeed. I would not be surprised if that's what season two or three is or something like that on down the line. Oh, my gosh. I just, I I don't know if I just made Rebecca really happy or really sad. I just know so many things. So many things. So, (laughs) yeah. You just have to keep keep watching. Keep watching. (laughs) I plan to. Yeah. It is kind of hard to get through the show, though, because the the episodes are, um, when you're streaming them, it's like, they're an hour and like four or five minutes, I think. Uh, Well, the the first one is. The The rest are like 45 minutes, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, Man, like like the they're f- so intense though they feel like yes. they're a lot more right. than that. Yes, um, definitely not a binge show. It well, it's either a total binge show where you sit down and take an entire day, but you got to have a buddy with you, or you take like 40. one episode a day. <laughs> a Sorry, fi- a fish is not gonna gonna help. Not Maybe unless a- Keith David is sitting on the other side of the fish. <laughs> Maybe a cat. Okay. Okay. You need an animal that yeah, will cuddle. Something. F- fishes will not cuddle. Yeah. I'll have to have fresh cookies too. Or yep. just cookie dough. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll keep going with it. Like, I probably. I'm. The storyline is very intriguing, but because it doesn't have, like, the humor, it is very intense, very dark. Like, if you came over and said, hey, let's watch it, I would be all about watching it. But, like, for me to continue on my own, it's probably not. It's one of those shows, like, I know I should watch, like I kind of want to, but I just, they're never the shows I choose to because I'm going to go for the lighter shows or old favorites or whatever. You're going to go for Marilyn. <laughs> I I have been watching Marilyn, I actually. <laughs> I just finished season one of Merlin. Have you been keeping up with anything? What have I been doing? I've been... <laughs> Who are you? Do you know where you are right I now? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. The hunger is taking over. No, I've been I've been still watching Chuck. I know we haven't reviewed Chuck, but I've been trying to powerhouse through Chuck, and then also some just a lot of YouTube videos because that's my life. Since this was supposed to be Elizabeth's week, um, but she bailed on us. 
she gets to have next week too, which I think is entirely unfair. But what is it that Elizabeth has claimed for next week? Elizabeth is making us watch Stardust, which is a movie that is available on Netflix, and that's about all I know about it. There's a lot of famous people in it, but I don't remember. Yeah, who. it's a it's a fantasy movie. Um, with I'm trying to think who else. It's not Daniel like, Craig. It's um. I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer might be in it. I'm getting it and the Golden Compass mixed up is my thing. <laughs> Neither of which have I seen. Stardust. So if you tune into that uh, beforehand, we should have fruitful discussion next week. Ian McKellen is in it, oh. and Claire Danes is in it. I don't. I think I made up Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> she doesn't exist in real life. Oh no, she is in it. She is in it. Okay. Yes, I completely made her up. She, she's one of the hallucinations in my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, Rebecca, thanks for being here with us. Yes, thank thank you, you for having me, guys. This was Thanks fun. for setting the bar up so much higher than we've ever had it. Oh, stop. <laughs> no. Don't worry. We'll get it back down to our level yeah. in no time. In true Mr. Robot fashion. Yes. All right. Well, if you want more, I love it, don't you? You can check us out at our website at iloveitdontyou.wordpress.com. And from there, you can find all our social media and email. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye.